Welcome to the Keeping Up Appearances podcast. I'm Colin Murray and with me is... Bob Cole, Sean O'Hara and Michael Tosh. It's Colin, what's he going to do? Ready! Ready! Oh, yeah! Right. How are we, how are we doing this? You're in charge, Sean. Before we click record, really. Who's, who's in trouble? Go ahead. That was you, Callum. Joke you. So as we all predicted, it was a resounding win for City. They won 5-1. Home to Fulham. I think, given our predictions, Bob was probably closest for this 7-1 uh, prediction. He fancied Fulham to get a goal. He did. Um, Bob, what did you think of the game? We're probably going to repeat ourselves here, really. It was kind of the performance that we were all expecting, I suppose, with a dropping of controversy with uh, one of City's goals, Fulham can feel pretty aggrieved that the offside goal stood. Otherwise, you can't really complain if you then get beat 5-1. Again, Haaland started the season like an absolute robot. I don't know who said the other day that they didn't like him. I think I might have been Tosh. I I guess it is a bit boring just somebody scoring that many hat-tricks and scoring that many goals all the time, but I I quite enjoy watching him, even though he is a bit of a freak. Um, What I quite enjoyed about City is that they didn't go mental in the uh, transfer market. They just made sensible signings to replace Mm -hmm. the likes of Gundogan, or however you pronounce his name, and um, Alvarez seems to have turned into an attacking... A utility man that kind of does him a bit of a disservice because he is so good in every one of those positions. But when we go through predictions, I might change mine to Alvarez for player of the season or standout player, whatever we're calling it. Um, as for Fulham, they were largely outplayed. Can complain about one of the goals, but can't complain about the results. I think they'll they'll still be fairly solid for the rest of the season, and they've obviously pinched. Awobi transfer deadline day, so he should be an interesting addition. Did actually say towards the end of last season when Awobi was supposedly agreeing a new contract and he didn't sign it for a couple of weeks, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up at Fulham because he does just seem to fit them as a club. That's a mad prediction, Bobby. No, on, honest, honest to God, ask me, brother. I, I said towards the end of last season he'll end up at Fulham. Should have put a bet on him. You said for 22 million as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, to get back to the topic of conversation for the time being, no surprises whatsoever with the game. A little bit disappointed that City didn't get another two because you did laugh at me when I said 7-1, but I'll take being closest in the predictions. That was a good shout. Yeah, I think, I think you covered it pretty much really, pretty routine, wasn't it? Again, I think I think Fulham will, and that you said, sort of, can have a bit of a complaint, but not really. But again, you know, the goal is right on half-time, isn't it? In fourth or fifth minute of injury time. And, you know, that going at half-time, one all. I think, you know, City had a couple last year at home where, like, it was close games and it's sort of like, you know, we kept them one all at the Etihad. I know Brentford beat them last minute when it was one all going late. And I just think it's just a completely different game. Once City go 2-1 up at half-time, that decision just, I, I think, does change. And, yeah, you know, 70-80% of the time, I think City go on to win the game regardless because they are that good. But, you just never know. And again, that decision, I don't think we spoke about referees last week. Just I, I just that one that I spoke about last week saying about the big club bias. I don't know if that applies to Man City, but the likes of 
just how anyone can make that decision that he's not interfering with play. It's not even like, I don't even think it's the referee's or the linesman's fault because, you know, the linesman can only see the line. He probably can't see him swinging his foot at it, a kanji mm-hmm. ball. And the referee probably, you know, can't see the offside. But between the, the two of them and then VAR, how someone has then decided that that's not offside. I just, I just as soon as you see it, you just think, how on earth has it not been given? Would you want to say yeah. something? Sorry, Cal. Oh, yeah, go on. I, I was going to say, I think there's a, a, a disgraceful decision. I think you can you can see it on the replay that the keeper doesn't move yeah. until it's past him because he's, uh, he's, he's yeah. going to flick it on or something. So he doesn't actually dive until it's kind of past him. Because it can actually flicks his leg out to get out of the way, but you know, in that split second, the keeper doesn't know he's doing that. He he, he delays himself. So, how how that can be looked at and thought that he's not interfering is beyond me. He, there was, I don't think there's any question that he was in the like the line of sight. I don't think that that was the case. He definitely wasn't. But in terms of just like interfering with play and sort of the actual, you know, flow of the of, of the ball or whatever or the goal, I think that um, he was definitely. Again. It's like it's sometimes with me as if like you know they sometimes as if they don't know. Like I remember I was having a goal disallowed against Man United late on. We won't mention yeah. who was the fella lying down on the floor. Uh, but we, we were drawing one all, I think, and we we had a late chance. Cavalier and scored, yeah. and it got disallowed. Yeah, yeah. And again, he wasn't touching the ball, but he was clearly interfering with play, and that was all. You know, it's obvious, and that now it's as if like the rules change so often, and people manage manage to find an excuse. You just you just don't know what the thinking is really. And again, you know. As I said before, one all going into half time, that, that could be a different game. Second half, City maybe, but it probably wouldn't be. Well, what? you say no, you don't know. Do you? You know, two one down at half time, no one is expecting Fulham to get anything there because you know what City are like on the break. One all, Fulham. You know, we have seen a Goodison sort of can hold on to it. Sort of clean sheet, obviously against Neil Mope is a bit different to Harland, but. I think, yeah, I don't know. I just felt very sort of grieved. And Marco Silva seems to be getting the back end of a lot of them recently. But, yeah, I don't know. I also think, though, the way you said, you said last week, Bob, about, like, United. How, like, when you play United, you just know it's, it's not it's not going to go your way. Like, think if you're Marco Silva there, you're going in half-time down. When you yeah. you'll be going in level. That's like, it just kills his half-time team talk because he just knows, yeah. I'm not going to get a from this game. Yeah. And you think... Fulham especially go, will have been going in confident considering they'd held Arsenal last week, arguably yeah. essentially could have got a better result. So they, they're going in confident and then all of a sudden they just get a killer like that and then now they've come on the back of a 5-1 loss when, do you know what I mean? Like it just may, It's just not a reflection on how they have been performing. So you can understand why he's why Fulham are so unhappy about it. Worth saying though as well, Tom and Marcel, and they had a couple of bad ones last week as well. But you know, don't remember we had a perfectly good goal disallowed against them first game of the season. They got a bit lucky there. Mm-hmm. Don't be too evident biased, but uh, there was that. <laughs> yeah, again, I think uh, Haaland obviously turned up when it doesn't matter again and against Fulham, scoring his goals, doing well. I've got to say, though, his penalty was fantastic. I think he takes penalty. He missed one. I've got to say, he's a great penalty. He missed one last week, but. The way he just sort of fires that into the top I, four. I love the third one. You know, when it comes across goal and he just slaps it. Oh, brilliant, yeah. That's it's a great goal. so good. I yeah, also yeah, think, though, yeah. I know you don't like him, Tosh, but the, like, how refreshing he is in interviews. Like, it's... it's oh, he annoys me. Oh, come on. I think he's got better. I think he's become less robotic in interviews. Exactly. No, he, he seems more he relaxed. Said about, said about the Ake goal, didn't he? And, like... Yeah, that's true. I just think, like... We want a bit of honesty in footy. You're getting it and then moan about it. It's just a bit weird, though. I don't like it. 
Yeah, and that's speaking from a big weirdo. <laughs> and on that note of, of uh, sort of big players, we obviously we had our prediction Tosh. earlier on the season where we... Sorry, but you said big players, like the Tosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a big player, a big player. Been very big these days. <laughs> obviously, yeah, we had our ideas of players to watch and you know, our top four teams, surprise teams, and a few other predictions at the start of the season. I think now with the transfer window closing, sort of first few weeks of the season under our belt, probably a good time to kind of review our predictions and see what you're thinking. I don't know, maybe see if there's one or two that we might change if we've got a bit of a joker card. Let's have a little change. Okay. I originally said top four, Arsenal, City, United, Aston Villa, and I can't really be bothered thinking of another team that might change my mind on that from the first couple of games, so I'll keep that as it is. Uh, surprise team, I said, the Toffees. Um, again, I'm going to keep that as it is. Relegation, sticking with Luton, Sheffield United and Wolves. I th- it was between, I could have changed my mind and put Everton in there, but I think Wolves, Luton, continually losing players over the transfer window. I know we did too, but we got big Beto now, so I think he might save us. Uh, player to watch, I will change from Richarlison to uh, Julian Alvarez, because he's had such a great start of the season and Richarlison's already found himself dropped. Yeah, I thought I thought it was harsh on Richarlison. I thought, watching him, I thought he was playing well. and that's, He didn't look like scoring, he was missing chances, but I, I felt a bit sorry for him, the fact he was dropped there. I know he, did, yeah. he then scored five, so it makes a lot of sense, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When he was getting a lot of stake, it might just be me love for him, but I thought I thought in the games I'd watched the Tottenham, he was doing quite well. Yeah, that's, that's why I initially picked him, because I loved him so yeah. much, but I can just see yeah. him disappearing now. Best sign, and I'll keep with Madison. Biggest flop, I will change the, from Declan Wright to. I can't actually think of anybody else. Any other footballers? You might have to keep that up. Then. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep Declan Rice just because I really don't like him. Uh, <laughs> and first managed to be sacked. Might change that to Sean Dyche. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Yeah, probably Sean Dyche. I don't want him to be, but um, if we don't start picking up wins soon, he's going to be... He'll be panicking a bit. I think that's me. Do you want to go, Carl? That's all right, on you go. Um, yeah, so top four, I'd said I went for a bit of a change. Everyone was going to sit in the league, so I, I said I thought fancy Arsenal to win the league. I think I haven't seen that. That was a sort of league title winning result on Sunday, perhaps. Um, I had Liverpool second because I said at the start I did fancy them to have a bit of resurgence this year. They've had a pretty decent start. I did have City third. Again, thinking I've, I've said a couple of weeks in the last couple of weeks I fancy them to have a bit of a dip. I think um, hard to win the league. No one's ever won the Premier League four times in the spin. And then I just went with United. And I think I'm going to keep that just because I don't see anyone else sort of sneaking in there. Me linking into that though, you know, Spurs have had a good start. They were the team I said to be this I thought would be a surprise. I wasn't sure these finished in the four. I still don't think they were, but I thought what I said at the time was that I thought they'd play some good football. I thought they'd be really attacking. I thought they'd be getting the most out of players like Madison and Son. And I think I think that's been looking pretty good so far. I still think they'll have dips and they have drops. You know, they obviously got knocked out of the League Cup by Fulham. 
but I think they'll be very entertaining to watch and I think they'll be up there, but I still will keep United in the top four because I think they'll just have that sort of way of grinding out wins that maybe... And getting decisions in the favour. Decisions in the favour as well, which is always a, a bonus. Um, relegation, I can't actually see what I wrote here. I definitely had Sheffield United and Luton. You had Wolves as well. Wolves. I had Wolves as well, yeah. I think that... The other, I'm, I'm not going to change that either. But, you know, I think, I think I know Callum's going to mention Burnley being a surprise team. I actually think I'm seeing Burnley and the goals they're conceding. I, I do worry for Burnley. I could easily see all three of the uh, newly promoted sides going down, but I'll keep that. My breakthrough player, I went with Nunes. I think he's obviously started the last game, scored two the game before. I said, I think he's so exciting to watch. Obviously, not pleasing for an Everton fan, but. I do love watching him. I think he's everything sort of I like in a footballer. When I compare him to Haaland, and I say about Haaland being very robotic and scoring lots, I think Nunes is very unpredictable. He's, I think he's a brilliant footballer. He's going to miss chances, but I still uh, I think he's going to have a great season. Sign of the season, I sort of, I, I, when we were discussing it, I opted between two. I was saying Newcastle's business of Tonali and Barnes. I said I'd seen Tonali in the Champions League a bit last year, and I thought the energy he'd bring to Newcastle would be something really good. I thought Barnes would be an option. He hasn't really played much Barnes, to be fair. But again, I, th- I think dropped the last couple of weeks, so we'll see with that. The flop is the one I'm going to change. I was struggling for that one anyway. I did put Anana for Manchester United. And I'm going to change that. And I'm just going to put just another goalkeeper that I seen it Sanchez for Chelsea. I just don't. I didn't. I didn't even know he'd signed him until he was playing against Liverpool. I didn't think he was any good for Brighton. And I think he's. Dead. I just don't understand that signing when he spent a billion pounds on footballers and he bought a goalkeeper and they've, they've somehow stumbled upon him. Rubbish. I managed to be sacked. I am. Are we allowed two changes? Yeah. I'm going to change that one. I did say Cooper from Forest. The only thought was he had a difficult start. I know there was a bit of pressure on at times last year. They've got a very ambitious owner, but I think they made a great start. Obviously, a brilliant result at Stamford Bridge on Saturday. So I'm going to change that. I haven't fully decided I'm going to go to. I'm tempted to go with Dice as well. I'm also tempted with maybe the Bournemouth manager. I don't know. I feel like they've had a bit of a mixed start. I I might go Dice as well myself because I think I, I think if results don't change, I think things could uh, the fans will start to turn on Dice. I think that's me done. Fair enough. Yeah, so my top four in order, I went City, Arsenal, Liverpool, United. Um, again, it's a bit of potluck because I couldn't tell you who's going to finish in the top four or in certain positions out of them. City, I think, can't see anyone like, taking the title away from them. Arsenal, don't seem to have been the most convincing, but... I've come away. I think the two points off top aren't they? Should have won them all, drawn one. They seem to be grinding results out. Liverpool have been a bit of a surprise. Like I knew that I thought they'd be good, but I think they just seem stronger than I thought they would be. So stick with them. And again, like Tosh, I'll keep United in there because mainly like it has been for the last few years. I just don't think anyone's strong enough to to like nip in ahead of them. Because like all the contenders, Chelsea just look ropey, Newcastle. Villa, I don't know. I just yeah, I'll stick with my top four. Um, I would change my surprise team, but I've only got two picks. I said Crystal Palace, who I don't know why. I just kind of surprised you picked them. Yeah, there you go. Um, 
I thought I got a few young players, and they, like they, they generally do have a decent start. Yeah, yeah. Looking at it, like they've got solid defense, like solid centre midfield. Um, I mean, I think that the the front three is horrendous, but I don't know. I just thought they might have a decent season, but I think they're just gonna have another bang average one. But I'll I'll leave them in there. It's what Palace should always have, though, really. Yeah, just they like are just bang average, aren't they? Yeah, I'd take you, that though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the relegated teams, I've gone, I've gone. So Wolves in eighteenth, Luton nineteenth, Sheffield United twentieth. I had Sheffield United below Luton. I can't see that happening now. Equally, I can't see Wolves getting relegated because I'm a hundred percent certain it'll be Everton. But again, I'm not going to change it. I just want to. I've got two. I'm changing later, so I'll keep them as they are. But I, I can't see Wolves going down. Um, we play it to watch. I went for Evan Ferguson, and I think that's already kind of coming into fruition, which is nice, especially considering he's just got that trick. But I just think he's great, and he was great last season. He's kind of got everything you want in a striker, everything like in a striker. Seems like a nice yeah. fella as well. Yeah, he does. And the fact he's like 18 and he's like, it's just like it's like Rooney, you know, when he just came and he's just a man, man playing in the Premier League already. Um, like only three younger people have ever scored hat tricks in the Premier League, like Owen Farrell and someone else. Like, yeah, you've been revising, Sean, with knowledge. Yeah, well, yeah, I just like how as well. He just seems a bit of a throwback, like just a big six foot four, barely centre forward. He but he can kind of do more than be called in the nineties kind of thing. He's just he's great. The two I'm going to change and be signing and be flop, um, because I went for Timber as best signing. And he lasted <laughs> half an hour. Um, Anton Ali, even though I don't think he's been particularly, he hasn't like pulled up any trees. I don't think he's yet anywhere near the, the biggest flop. Um, so the best signing is I'm going to go for Zabozlai. I just think he kind of what he's bringing to Liverpool is something that they've just been missing. That they've now seemed to. I know everyone talked about their midfield being leggy last season, and then they thought they wouldn't have the, the kind of the manpower this year, but I think they've managed to recruit well and they've just got him who's just like he can kind of do a bit of everything. Got the set pieces, he frees up Alexander Arnold. Um and now he's bringing gold in as well, scored at the weekend. So I'm gonna have him as the best yeah, sign because I, I think if, if Liverpool do end up finishing I don't know, top two, top three, I think he'll be a big reason for that. And my biggest flop. I know it's obvious, but I just think it's Kai Havertz. I just, I don't think there's anyone else you can have in there. Couldn't you say Timber, seeing as how he's out for the season? Because <laughs> no, he could be unbelievable, we'll just never know. Yeah, but it'll be, if, if he's not going to play again for the rest of the season, he is, by default, the flop of the season. No, because... For this like, season. I just think, I just think, what well, what's made it even worse is Arsenal, like, have tinkered their winning formula for him. Do you know, I think there's something there though? Uh, I've, I really always, don't. I've always thought he's like he's just a bit of a bottler. No, he even had chance on Saturday with the Sunday, sorry, he misses. He's just that he's, he is that sort of you wouldn't want him, despite the fact he scored the win in the Champions League final. You sort of wouldn't want him in that crucial moment. Yeah. But I, I think there is a footballer there, and I just I, I thought going to Arsenal so they might get the best. I don't see that. No. Yeah, but, I, I I I mean, again, I've not seen all of Arsenal, but even when you see the starting lineups and it's 
he's just getting shoehorned into the middle. And then yeah. it's pushing part out, part out to the right, out to right back. It's just it's messing everything up that they did so well at last season. Yeah, and, and I just I, and I think at the end of the season they'll massively regret it. Um so yeah, I'm going with him. And then again, first manager to be sacked. I said I said David Moyes. I don't think there's any chance of that. Um not that I think he'll be particularly safe because West Ham are fairly volatile. But I just think the way they've started, I think there'll be a number of managers that'll probably go before him. Sean Dyche being one of them. Yeah, that's me. Fair enough. I think um yeah, in my top four, City, Arsenal, Chelsea, United. I think if there was one to drop out of that, it'd probably be Chelsea. But I think Liverpool will probably be the one to sneak into it. But I think it's early days still. I think Chelsea probably got the squad to be able to turn it around. I think Pochettino is probably the manager who could turn it around as well. So I think for the sake of it, I'll probably just keep that as is. Surprise team, Burnley. I... I'm actually surprised that they haven't been as good. I thought they were they were going to be uh, better than actually were. I think in the City game, first game of the season, they actually looked half good in how they were playing. All right. Yeah, and you thought if they do if they keep this up, then they might be okay. I've had some um, soft pictures though, haven't they, to be fair? Like Yeah, and I think it's it's hard, isn't it? It's, it's there's a big gap between the championship and the premiership. Like in last season they, they were great. But yeah, again, I will probably I'll let that one ride. I think he still might be a. They still might be able to, sort of push on and and maybe make something happen this season. You know, Burnley finishing tenth, I would class as a, you know, a surprise kind of thing. Um, so they've still got that game in Luton that was rearranged, haven't they? Like, just think, say they win that, I know it's only Luton, but if they're on three points to this point, I reckon we look at them a lot differently than we do now. Yeah, yeah, no, you're probably right. Probably right. And so, yeah, I'll let that one ride. Relegation, Luton, Sheffield, I think probably no questions there. I did have West Ham. Obviously, that was before they kind of made any signings, I think. Um, I think that, I think that with, with the signings they, with the signings they made, um, they're probably going to be too good to be down there. Um, but yeah, obviously, it might, might see how they, how they react to sort of being in Europe and stuff like that. But, to be fair, I'll probably take the out. I'll probably throw Bournemouth in that. Um, sort of Luton, Sheffield, Bournemouth. Player to watch, Eddie Nketiah. Big fan of his. I think he's just a, a great number nine. Um, every time I've seen it, I've really liked him. Good last year. Good good at Leeds. Um, I think he's, he's, he's quite an all-round striker. And he got his call-up um, to the England squad. So, yeah, I think I think I'll keep him in. I think he definitely is a player to watch. And I'm glad the way he started. Best signing, Rice. I think that's that's sort of shown itself to be to be true so far this season. I think he's been absolutely key for Arsenal, being a great addition to the team. Something that needs obviously got the important goal at the weekend. I think you know, I think you've got to ignore the money. It's not his fault how much he got signed for. I don't think that actually makes a difference. I just still don't see him as like that Liverpool type of midfield. I think he's great on the ball. He definitely is, but I just don't think he's a clock player. Maybe come the end of the season. Maybe that you know you might just look back and think he maybe hasn't done as well as we thought he would have done, um, and then yeah, first man to be sacked. Moyes probably can't see it unless they have a really bad sort of turn of events, and um, you know the pressure comes on with all the signings he's made, and he has to go. At, 
So I'll probably take him out the equation and probably look at maybe Dyche or, or Bournemouth's manager, I think. I also wouldn't be totally surprised if Edwards goes from Luton. I think there's there's no room for kind of loyalty in that kind of game. If they're really struggling, come well they are, but like you know, going in November, going into December, and the owners feel like they need to do something to try and save themselves. I think he'll do it. He won't be on a big contract. He, he won't cost a lot to, to pay off. I can just see them. It, it's worth a shot for them to, to try and, you know, stay in the big time. So, yeah, I, I think sort of pick your one out to them kind of thing. But, yeah, they might think so. Looking at them as they're going, I'm fairly happy. What game are we picking for? Sorry, you're about, to be, you're, about to be, you're about to be revealed to it, Bob, in the actual yeah, official intro. master at work. All right, sorry. These are the rules. We select three matches from this week's fixtures, which are entered into the Wheel of Fortune. This will randomly select our featured game. This match will be the focus of our discussions, predictions, and most importantly, our game of keeping up appearances. Once our fixture has been chosen, we'll use an online generator to provide a target number for our game. For us, this is anything between 50 and 450. Our job then is to think of a player who's made that many appearances for either of our selected teams. Whoever's closest wins. Each week, four points will go to the closest person, three points for second place, two points will go to third place, and the person who's furthest away gets one. These points will be accumulated over the whole season, and we'll update our league table each week. Okay, so this week, obviously, no Premier League fixtures, so we thought we'd do an international special. So we're, instead of picking a fixture because we didn't want to do like England against someone rubbish, we, we're just going to go in at the England team, the England national team, and we've selected between 0 and 120. I think 120 is about the upper limit for caps, isn't it? So I think we're going to randomise there. So Sean is quickly going to spin the wheel and do the random thing. There it goes. And the number of caps we've got is 68. So the England player has got 68 appearances. So take a couple of minutes, have a think about that, and then we'll report back. Are we ready now? Right, it's going okay. So for the player I was thinking of, or I mean, I was trying to... Think of it itself. So it's trying to go maybe someone who's was probably key for about ten years. Um, someone who like would have held their their slot in the in the in the team. So I was I was kind of thinking along lines of strikers. I think they just generally maybe have a bit more like longevity in the side. If the initial thought was maybe like someone like Lineker, who probably did have something like a decade at like at the top. But it's just it's so hard to guess <laughs> of, of like how many games would have been involved in the year, especially back then. So I think someone who's maybe probably played a couple of tournaments and then been or there there or thereabouts either side of it. I'll go with Shearer. I'll go Alan Shearer. It could be miles off. But yeah. he did famously he concluded this career early didn't he like he stopped I think after Euro 2000 and probably around in qualifying 94 but he was probably around 92 I think Lineker would have been a lot more he scored like 48 goals so I think she yeah. was a better shout than a 
Yeah, I think he's probably just someone he was when he was there, probably was picked. But yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, he was captain from, I think, 96 to 2000 before he retired. Scored a fair amount of goals, too. I think that's probably a decent shout, that, to be fair. Um, I want to go next. Um, go on, I'll jump in. I can't thought the opposite to Callum. He thought strikers. Um, I thought the other way. But then again, did we say it's a cop-out going for keepers? Well, am I going to get shouts of that? No. no. My tosh, mainly. I mean, I've actually picked a goalkeeper as well, so I'm worried we picked the same one. Oh, okay. Well, I've got two if you want me to change it. You've, got, you've gone first, Sean. You pick one. You go first. I got, so, I got the Tosh benefit keep, out the other week. Yeah, and Tosh keeps on winning, so... Yeah. Okay. Okay, again, my goalie then. Um, only because he was kind of my goalie when I was a kid. And I know he was around, like... A lot of the time through the 90s into the 2000s, I'm going to go for David Seaman. Decent shout. Well, yeah. again, I don't know when he started playing. I literally got the first time I remember him was 96, but. Yeah, well, again, know. it's hard because he, he, 94, he didn't qualify. So I don't know whether he, he would have been around then. I don't really remember the tournaments yet. So I'm not too. Again, I think it's probably a reasonable shout. When did he get, when did he get like, lose his place? Yeah, before yeah, between two thousand two, between two thousand two and four, he obviously yeah. got lobbed by Ronaldinho, didn't he? But if I remember right, I think he still played on Aztecs. I remember him conceding a dodgy goal. But then he wasn't there for Euro, Euro two thousand four, was he? No, David James in goal. Then. Yeah. yeah. Again, he's probably someone who's, who's had the decade, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had the decade in the Fingers squad. Crossed, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'll follow on with another goalkeeper. It wasn't David Seaman. I went for I um. I always think I, should, I wanted to. I want to go earlier than I do. I think I always go like my era of sort of playing. I've gone with Joe Hart. I just think we. I don't know. We had I the think best he was part in, of a decade, didn't he? I think probably about yeah seven. Eight, he was definitely not the goalkeeper in twenty ten. He wasn't in twenty eighteen, so he was somewhere between them. I just think again he would have been playing every game, and with these days the amount of qualifiers and friendlies he would have been pretty playing. I don't remember him ever being injured. It's hard to gauge how many games they would have, and I didn't overthink it. I just thought it's 50, and I'd have been surprised if he was more than 80. So I just sort of thought that that would be the, the right ballpark, really. May have got yeah. to 80 if Jordan Pickford didn't come along. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, he may still well. I've done so many like friendlies these days, isn't there? But again, he, even in his time, he didn't really progress far in a tournament. So like Pickford, who's done that, I think he went out to Iceland and he went out in the group. So maybe he's lower than I thought, but I actually don't know. I'll well, be honest, like I, I think that sounds good, but I wouldn't have guessed him. But it, no, it sounds sorry. like it makes it sounds like it makes sense. But I just wouldn't have thought he would have had that many. But yeah, it it probably. But you're you know, leaderboard now, top though, Cal. Oh, oh yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, it just. If I was thinking like you, that was a serious problem. Yeah, yeah, I just wouldn't have uh, guessed him. Last but not least, then I was going to go completely daft because we picked the England national team and I can't stand them. So I was going to say Franny Jeffers. But I'll go... I'm keeping with the Everton team again. I'm going to go Phil Neville because I think he he probably made quite a few, probably all of them before he signed for Everton. I think he definitely, again, I think he made more than 50 because everyone used to say things like, how is he? He just got in because of his brother. (laughs) Yeah. But then didn't he get wasn't it the Euros and no Euro two thousand when he got Yeah. He was blamed for the penalty, wasn't he? He gave a penalty away against Romania, a stupid one, yeah. He was like the scapegoat that one. Yeah. Again, I, I think quite close. I think few it could be 
quite closely. I'm worried about my guests today. That's a, that's a good shout, to you fair. Since I'm being at United, being at United for that long probably gets you England call-ups, doesn't it? Well, it's, it's why Harry Maguire still gets selected, even yeah. though he doesn't even play for United anymore. But I think, yeah, I, think he'd be, I think he'd be about 60. I reckon, I reckon Shearer's the good guess. I'm guessing I'm wondering if that might be the best one there, but we'll see. Right, should we chair? Wow, very close this week. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> do, you want a, do you want a drum roll? Yeah, cheers, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so results are in this week. Uh, checked on Wikipedia. So anyone who wants to check, easy enough to do that. This week, we had some good guesses. Everyone was within 10 this week. Wow. So very good guesses. We look good this week. In fourth place was Bob. Ah, and you should have gone for Annie Jeffers. He had 59 caps, Phil Neville, so was nine out. Oh, oh so there are There is a joint second again. Two players who both had 75 caps, and that was Joe Hart, so me, and David Seaman, oh. which was so they were 75. Mate. And so this week, after me giving them some stick, Callum, <laughs> with 63 appearances, so five out, was Alan Shearer. So we had the joint second with 75. So all very good guesses this week, but Callum edges it this week. Callum's, the, Eng- Callum's the England fan, so we should really get that right anyway. I'm the England fan. All I'm saying is we're on Zoom this week, so we have maybe had a chance to research it. I'm just putting that out there. And that is true. That's a trend he's looking to. I, me- I memorised all of the caps. <laughs> he's got a he's got a list by his screen. Um, Beth, me, we post in my bedroom. Can we say that me and Sean get three points then? Yeah, keeps things interesting. Well, it does for you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keeps me in the hunt. If we turn again then to our updated league table, there are no changes in terms of positions, only points. Tosh is still on top with 18, Sean's in second on 14, Bob's in third on 11, and Callum's closed the gap slightly with 10 points. Well, it was another good week of the Keeping Up Appearances podcast. You managed to review the Man City Fulham game. I'll let the public be the judge of that. <laughs> we, <laughs> we checked our predictions, some of them are looking good, a few little changes, and then Surprisingly, I was victorious in a very, very close um, round of keeping up appearances. Got some points on the board. Possibly still has me bottom of the of the league. You know, it, it, it there's a long road yet. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week when we'll be back with our Premier League episode. Try and check out the Twitch if you can. Just at Keeping Up Apps. Share, like our stuff. There's a little giveaway on there as well. Interact when you can, but bye for now. To that. Who's is every is everyone getting the Turner song of the week? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Shall I just it's type in fascination already? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the sound of the summer, that one. <laughs>